Walmart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. So I hope as you listen weekly uh, to the show that, number one, you feel my passion about helping you change your perspective, number one, on the word sales, because it's a great job to have. And really, it's about growing your business in general so you can clearly see what your successful future looks like. Now, by incorporating the little changes that my guests and I share on the show, I hope you'll be able to create a huge impact with building your client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income as well as creating the life that you desired. So if you're loving the show, please subscribe, um, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts or if you listen on or if you watch on YouTube, um, go rate, review, subscribe, download, and share with your peeps. Um, share the love I'm giving you. So um, you matter to me. Your comments matter to me. So as you post comments and different things, I do read them and I will respond personally. So share some love. Um, today, my motivational quote is by Robert Kiyosaki. I hope I said that right. And he says, it's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep and how hard it works for you and how many generations you keep it for. So do you know what to look for within your business financials? And do you need to pay close attention to your financials monthly, quarterly, or do you just maybe touch base with your CPA annually? And for some of us business owners, are we feeling a little overwhelmed um, as I start to ask these questions about finance and financial uh, statements? Don't fear. Of course, I have an amazing guest who's going to answer all these questions and more. So my guest is Jeff Prager. Now, Jeff is a retired, but he's never going to retire. He's a retired CPA, CEO, CFO, author, speaker, and founder of several successful multi-million dollar companies. His passion is to teach and help business owners make more money in less time with less stress. So that sounds good to me. Jeff also served as an instructor of managerial economics, applied uh, applying economic theory to business decisions at the University of Colorado in Denver. So please help me welcome my wonderful friend who will never retire, Jeff, to the show. So Jeff, <laughs> thanks for being on. How do you deal with that comment? <laughs> so you're just stuck working until, you know, you go, right? That's it for you. Here, Jeff, the, you know, you and I've known each other. We met through networking and and stuff. And you know, Jeff is just um, he's he's got too much energy and too much knowledge to go and park it somewhere. So you'll see what I mean through our discussion today. So talk to us, uh, Jeff, about what are typical symptoms that people are experiencing when they have a cash flow problem and. How do I know I'm having a cash flow problem, right? Maybe that's the better question. Well, um, it, it deals with your mindset. And, and by the way, you said something um, that I, I'd like to elaborate on is that if I ran my business based on my financial statements, I would have gone bankrupt. Yeah. So we'll deal with that in a few minutes, okay? Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, um, the, the first thing is you're stressed out every morning, month. You know, you're looking at the month, you're going, oh my God, it's almost the first of the month. My rent is due. My utilities are due. I got a payroll coming up at the end of the month. Oh my gosh, how am I going to get it? So number one, it's stressed. You're stressed. Number two, you're frustrated. 
that you want to look at your financial statements. You want to know where you are, but they might as well be written in Greek because they're not meant for the average person to understand. And so that's the second source of frustration is you really don't know where you are. And on top of that, financial statements are misleading. And I'll get into that later if you'd like to. Sure. You're angry. You started your business for time and freedom, and then you find out not only don't you have time or freedom, but you don't have money either. And and it's a real round robin or catch-22 that you're in where you're going, oh, to, to grow, I need money, but to get money, I need to grow. So you end up working harder and harder. You're running faster and faster on the treadmill, and you never get off. Um, the, the last one um, is, you know, you, you know you got to pay your bills. You can't pay your bills. Um, you're always stressed out. You're becoming short with people. Um, there's a lot of ramifications. Your body is usually telling you you're running out of cash before you actually uh, uh, become cognizant of it. You just have this feeling. And and that that's kind of it. The emotions are awful being a business yeah. owner, as you well know. Uh, it's a roller coaster, and every one of our emotions are magnified because of the business. It's so pressure. It, it's pressure, and and it's pressure most of us didn't bargain for. We were good at something, but running a business is a different skill set than whatever it is. Like, yeah, I was a CPA, but I found out those skill sets were actually hurting me when I actually started my bigger businesses. Mm. What are some of the common mistakes that people make when trying? Because this, this really what you just described is the cash flow, right? I don't have enough money at the end of the month or the beginning of the month to pay what I have to. It causes stress and all of the. Again, you're on that roller coaster ride. So what are some of the common mistakes when you try to solve the cash flow problem? Well, number one is not having a guide. Now, think about this for a second. I found that most CFOs, chief financial officers, by the way, let me define that because a lot of people don't understand that concept. (laughs) We're the only people in the accounting profession who are taking you forward. So think about it. You're driving a car. In the back seat is your bookkeeper telling you where you've been. Mm -hmm. In the passenger seat is your CPA, controller, whatever. And they're telling you where you are and how to save a couple of bucks in taxes. The CFO is the guy driving the car, looking down through the windshield, saying, here's where we're going. Here's how we're going to get there. And let's make sure we get to our destination. So number one is get a guide. But I find that most CFOs are accidental CFOs. They're actually um, playing with your numbers and with your money, and they've never done it themselves. Mm. All right? So that's the first thing is is um, uh, have a guide. Second, and here's where I really get upset with accounting. A lot of people focus on top-line growth, sales. But there are costs to providing your goods and services, and there's overhead, payroll, and marketing. Mm-hmm. When you put those in, you get net profit, but that's not cash. Profit is an accounting construct. So from that profit, 
you've still got to buy assets like new equipment, new machinery. You've got to fund your receivables. You've got to fund your inventory. This isn't showing up in your P&L, profit and loss. You've got to pay back your debt. The interest shows up on your P&L, but not the principal. And, of course, the most important thing is you've got to take out money for yourself. And so the P&L isn't helping you meet all your obligations. And so managing to top line or bottom line growth is not right. And the big companies figured it out. If you read SEC um, 10Ks and Qs and stuff, they talk about cash flow, but they haven't distilled that down to the average business person. Yeah, and and it's not something that you learn, like right. Even I mean, I had right. I have a finance degree and an MBA in finance, so I had accounting classes, but I didn't have you know how to run a business class. I know now they have entrepreneurial majors and all that stuff, but when I was a kid, they you had business, you had business, business management, or you had business marketing, and that was it. That were my choices, right? So how does cash flow management, what you're talking about, differ from that that short term versus that long term, the financial? statements, what they show. They're like a snapshot, right? Right. And obviously, you want to know where your cash flow is today. Right. But you want to be able to project where it's going to be next week, next month, next year, and five years. Sure. Because a lot of people think there's a magic bullet in fixing your business. And this gets back to one of the common mistakes. Don't buy the next shining object. Mm. There is no one solution that will solve your problems. It's a series of solutions that you turn into a system. That's how you solve problems and that takes time. So what we show actually when we're working with our clients how little changes over a five-year time compound into great big results. And if you look at where you are today, and you also have your eye on where you want to end up, what you're doing is filling up that gap with little steps to close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And that's the way you run a business and solve the cash flow is not making decisions based on your top line sales, not on your profit, even not on your cash, but where your cash is going to be. Now, let me go one step further, if I could, Connie. Sure. A lot of people think we accountants are math geniuses. We're only experts at third grade math, addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication. And if you took away our calculators, I'm not convinced we could do it. <laughs> so honestly, this is all smoke and mirrors, and accountants use a language that nobody understands other than accountants bankers, and financial analysts. And that becomes a major problem. Yeah. What's, so, what's, oh, go ahead. I didn't no, mean to no, cut go you ahead. Go, no, I was no, going to say, ahead. what's the number one benefit? You know, you said that you help your clients. So what's the num number one benefit that you give your clients with, you know, the, your name, the name of your company is the CFO Project, right? right. So you're, you're like, and I'm going to use my words, not Jeff's, CFO for hire. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what you are, though, right? So, well, what... not really. We differentiate ourselves from the fractional CFOs. Mm -hmm. We meet with our owners once a month, mm -hmm. and we usually try to establish very long-term relationships because we want to be with them every step of the way. Most CFOs that you hire come in, solve a particular problem, get out. That's not the way we work. 
What makes us really different is we look at your whole business funnel. Now, you've heard marketing funnels, sales funnels, all these damn funnels. But the funnels only work if you've got that problem at that time. All right? So we look at the whole thing from lead generation, conversion rate, uh, customer retention, number of transactions per customer, pricing, your variable cost structure, your fixed cost structure, and your debt structure or capital structure that formulates how your bottom line, and when we say bottom line, we mean cash, how it's going to look. Your objective is very simple, all right? Have more cash tomorrow than you do today. Mm -hmm. And the way we think as business owners is very different than accounting. We think and, and I know this because this is what I had to learn when I ran my own companies is, is we think in terms of cash in and cash out. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And your objective is more cash tomorrow than today. Mm-hmm. Or stated a different way, you want to bring in more cash than you're spending. That leaves you money to spend any way you damn well please. Right. Take it out, invest in the business. Are financial statements written like that? Absolutely not. And, and and that's our whole contention. And so a lot of our owners never even see their financials. We put it into a dashboard so they could see what to do next. And I think that's the important piece. And you said it, Jeff, before. You take little steps, but the little steps add up to the big. And we've heard this before in every area of our life. If you're trying to lose weight, little changes add up to the big. Because when you make the little changes and you pay attention to the little changes, you're doing thing, those little things correctly, and then the next thing correctly, and the next thing correctly. So you're building that momentum and you're expanding good behaviors. And that's really what you're saying by paying attention to the cash flow. So you have more money today than tomorrow. And when you say that, I'm I'm assuming we're looking at growing sales, right? That's one way to have a better Absolutely. cash flow. But also we have to watch our expenses, right? But expenses can't be the only answer, right? Like, like no. I know um, companies that I work for, they'll merge with another company and they'll get rid of their human capital. And they say, oh, look how much we saved. Well, there's a point of diminishing return on that. You can't keep doing that and think that you're going to grow your business that way, right? You just touched on one of my pet peeves. Most CPAs, accountants, and say they say cut cost. Right. There's a point where you can't cut the cost without going out of business. That's right. So you got to raise revenue. All right. But here's another funny statistic. Once you're in business, the biggest cause of bankruptcy is growing too fast and running out of cash because people forget that you got to fund the receivables and the inventory and the payables. And so what happens is they get in that catch-22. They start growing. They run out of cash, come back down to where they started or even worse. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know that there's a formula, and it's a very simple formula, that if you're growing, figure out how much you got to carry in extra receivables, inventory, and stuff like that, what additional equipment and overhead you're going to obtain. Make sure you have the cash, then go on the growth spurt. Everybody does it backwards. Yeah, the cart before the horse. You're saying actually put the horse before the cart here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sales, honestly, what you do and what you teach and the things you do are incredible. And let's face it, you've got to have sales. 
but it's got to be controlled. You want to yeah. monitor your cost, not in absolute dollars as much as a percentage of sales. That's right. And like you don't really cut costs. Let me, if I could go on that little tangent. Yeah, of course. Is like in order to be – to increase your gross margin, your revenue minus the cost of providing your product or service. There's only three things. Lower the amount of inputs. In other words, labor hours, materials. Mm-hmm. Instead of using three two-by-fours, you use two. All right? But don't misunderstand me. Do not sacrifice quality. Absolutely. That's a, okay? Bad no-no. Or use new technology so that you get it done faster and more efficiently. Or cut your cost by changing vendors or something. Again, not quality. That's a key in what I'm saying. And then when you get to overhead, all you're doing is really asking, am I using it efficiently? Am I getting a return on investment? But if you want to cut overhead, the biggest solution is to find out what's causing those costs. And you usually find out it has to do with your delivery mechanism, customer complaints, stuff coming back, okay, poor quality. That's how you cut costs is by developing better systems. Right. But like when you look at a corporation that drops 5,000 people in one day, you go, what the hell is going on? How could you be that inefficient? Yeah. Think about that. That's true. And some of these big corporations, they're laying off big number of people, which is so funny, Jeff, because after you do that, who's still running the business when you, when you get rid of that number of employees, you know, and, and that's where you hear people that are left behind, you know, they're doing the job of three people. They're still getting paid what they were getting paid. They're working, you know, 12, 15 hour days. And then what ends up happening? They end up leaving anyway, because they think this is for the birds. I can't, I can't keep up at this pace. The company's tagline is we're all about our people. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) crazy. And I know uh, the people listening are going, yeah, I'm living through this, you know, with COVID, we've had a lot of businesses fail. We've had a lot of people that had to lay off because they can't even make their their rents and, and other things because of COVID. COVID's been serious. What what impact? Just just off off the side, but what impact has COVID had for your clients? As have you seen huge shifts in how you're helping them, or you you kind of digging in and staying the course? What are you finding? Uh, well, first of all, the only constant in business, this is another lesson I learned when I was running my businesses, yeah. and, and they were fairly big businesses. Just so you know, Connie, uh, my home building business was rated the 73rd largest privately owned held a privately owned company here in Colorado as it within the home building business we were the second largest privately owned company so i don't want you but we grew it from zero yeah all right and and that's really important cuz i grew up pretty damn poor and and it it really came down to the people i i, I you never build anything by yourself. You, Absolutely. You build, it, you build it with other people. Absolutely. And now I lost my train of thought. Sorry. What was the question? I, I said, have, have your clients been affected oh, yeah. with COVID and have you had to major shift or little tweaks? So the thing I learned is the, the, the only constant in business is change mm. and how you react to it. So you'll do one of three things. You'll say, I'm going to bury my head in the sand. Or I'm going to wait it out till it gets back to normal, 
or you're going to say, okay, this is the de- the cards that have been dealt me to me. How am I going to get on the uh, on board? Absolutely. So we're changing pricing structures. I mean, again, we look at the whole business funnel, uh, what we're offering our clients, how we bundle it, uh, what we bundle, um, um, how we build our product or service, how we offer it, what options do we strip out, what do we keep in, what do we add. So we go through the product. We go through what what what's the reason for our being. We go that basic. What's our purpose? Sure. All right? We go into how do we advertise? How do we get the word out there? And then how does that affect our sales technique? Are we selling price and value or are we selling lifestyle right now? How does our script change? Yeah. And so, yeah, we're accountants, but we look at the whole model and, yeah, we can't solve anything. That's why I love having partners like you, Connie. We recognize the problem and say, oh, here's a resource. Get Connie. Boom. Done. Yeah. So so that's how we work. But, yeah, every one of my clients has had to reboot, retool the whole works. But <laughs> – We've been very proactive in the process, and that saved us a lot of money. And I think that's important, and, and proactive is is so critical, and that's one of the things I teach with your client. You can't react all the time you because you know, like I know, I know sales, right? So I know that if you do this, you're going to get this result. If you don't do this, you're not going to get that result. You have to be proactive with your clients to say, this is what's happening. I think these are the steps we need to take. And that's exactly what you just said. And the other key thing you said that, you know, I believe in, right? Cause I'm all about the change. I am the change agent. And when I talk to people now since COVID Jeff, and they say, Oh, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. Like I'm almost like, what? did you just say? I go, go back to normal. That ship has sailed. (laughs) Right. It will never be the way we remember it. You, you have to start making and pivoting. And and I know everybody's using the word shift and pivoting. It's, it's being overused right now. But if you think anything's going back to the way it was business, businesses, especially you have to look at everything differently. I know I, I, my, I revamped my entire business model um, because of COVID. Otherwise you're not going to survive. Right, exactly. And and pivot gets back to the little the, the thing I said before. It's a series of little changes yeah. as opposed to one giant change. Um and, and that's what people kind of forget is that Rome wasn't built in a day. What that saying really means is you've right. got to take time and do time to do it in the proper sequence. Right. And that takes time, money and energy. Absolutely. But if you're not willing to do it, then, then stop your losses now. Get out of business. And, and here's an important thing. And I know you see this all the time too, because you deal with business owners. And I, and listen, I was faulty of this up till a couple of years ago, right? Cause you try to save money and what would end up happening. Oh, I could do that. I'm smart. I can learn that. And you're afraid to give up whatever it is to spend the money. And the reality is, had I spent time doing what I do, which is teaching people how to sell and getting those new clients so I could train more people, I have more income coming in versus doing the web WordPress 
address on the back of my website where it's generating or your bookkeeping or my bookkeeping, <laughs> you name it, right, Jeff? So I, oh, I could do that. I could do that. But at what cost? And that's another thing. Business owners, we think we can do it all. You can't. And then that's why we need to hire the Jeffs and your, your partner, Adam, who I did a show with a, a few uh, months ago. Uh, we need to hire the right people to help us achieve. And, and, and the other thing I love that you're saying, Jeff, too, is you really take that step back. And, and the word holistic keeps coming into my mind. I feel like you're a holistic practitioner of, okay, business owner, let's zoom out for a minute, kind of look at every moving part you have. And now let's zoom in and create the system that you need specifically based on whatever's going on in their industry, their market, whatever it is. I'm understanding that, right? That's exactly what you do. Zoom out, zoom That'd in. That'd be a hell of a testimonial to say it just like you did. But oh, yes. yes, that's great. But that's, that, that's what I learned is you've got to look at the 50,000 feet. You're the owner. That's right. You've got to see all the moving parts. You don't have to understand how the pistons in your engine work. That's right. You don't. You hire people. You hire somebody to repair your car. You hire people to do your plumbing, your electrical. Why? Because they're experts at it. And and like I said earlier, every business that I built that got big, I did not do by myself. And I can't claim I got it big. I was one of the people that got it big. Absolutely. All right? I, I... all my big companies were not by me alone. Yeah, and, and that's an important point, too, and you said it before that you and I met so that if, if your client – and here's the other thing. You have to build trust with people, right? So right. – and and Adam is his partner, Adam Lean, and he and I did a show, um, a, a book. Uh, you guys just published the book, so we'll talk about that in a minute, too. And, you know, Adam said to me, Con, can we, can we post the show to support the book? I'm like, yeah, let's do it because I love what you guys are doing. I trust you. I believe in you, right? So, yeah, of course I'll support you. And then I w- I did a workshop and I said, Adam, can you can you send out to your peeps? I'm trying to get a lot of people enrolled. I, I, I want people to understand, you know, how we can navigate in this two dimensional world of Zoom. And he's like, yeah, of course, you got to build people. You got to have people around you that you trust and that you admire. And, and, and I think that's an important component of the puzzle, too. So build your network, guys, because, you, you know, maybe Jeff doesn't need or does a client doesn't need me today. But Jeff, trust me, he knows my my um, integrity, my level of integrity and in what I deliver. You have to build that network. And, and, and when you have the need, the person's already there waiting in the sidelines. And that's another thing I've learned in the past couple of years, Jeff. That's how business is done. We have to keep building our network of people we trust. And that, to me, is the big, big piece of the puzzle, that trust factor. So if I could. Yes, of course. As I'm getting older, time compresses. Mm-hmm. And what seemed like an eternity ago seems like now, at my age, just yesterday. And as I look back, and I've read lots of business books from various, if you will, decades, um, going back uh, even to the early 1900s, Mm -hmm. I'm realizing nothing has changed. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Nothing has changed. What you just said, Connie, is this is about relationships. Now, yes, you and I have never met in person. We've nope. always done it through Zoom. Yep. Right? Yep. But but 
we've developed a relationship as though we had sat down in our living room and had coffee together. Absolutely, 100%. Or a stiff drink, whichever you please. Stiff drink, come on. Let's have a little fun, Jeff. Come on, dude. (laughs) But but even though the technology has changed and we're moving faster, we're not moving differently. It's true. Not moving differently. And um, yes, I mean, we, we all need support. We all need it. And, and if you're going to get support, don't cheap it out. And, and that's not even the right term. Find the people that are going to really support you and help you. Absolutely. And, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's the like-minded. I have one more question for you because we're almost out of time. But what are you most excited about that – because you, you had to pivot a little bit too with COVID, right? But what are you most excited about now that you're helping – your what you, that you've shifted or how you're seeing how you're really helping your clients today, the way the, way the reality is today? Is there anything that jumps off the page for you? Yeah. So as you know, I retired 13 years ago and I've been helping businesses thrive. Okay. Um, since then, because I love working, I learned so much from my clients. It's fun. Agree. So at any rate, um, I sold my last business a year ago, January. And two hours before we were leaving to the airport to go to Australia where my daughter lives. And by the time we landed, I said, Judy, that's my wife. I got a new idea. I want to help 10,000 businesses be successful. So the pivot was, how do I make this accessible to many more businesses at an affordable rate? And that's what Adam and I figured out. So what am I excited about is my reach. I figured out how I could get to help more of you at a lower really low cost. Absolutely. You can't hire CFOs for minutes for what we charge. I agree. It's nice. And and it's cool. And I'm that's what excites the, the hell out of me, Connie. <laughs> That's why I was laughing because I started the show saying he's retired. He's never retiring. Two hours, you were in the airplane. By the time you landed the airplane, you're like, I'm back. You know, come on. Like, it's here's the deal though. And I do believe this that you're still so vibrant and you still, you have all of this wealth of wonderful knowledge. And that you're right, time compresses right as we age. So that 10,000 helping 10,000 businesses, because that's a legacy, right? That is your legacy of leaving behind. And I, I think think that's important but see that's why you'll stay in business because you're passionate about what you're doing and I, and and I just want to share with everybody so the website you got it a couple of things I just want to share with you with Jeff please check out the cfoproject.com that's his website if you have questions specifically and a little more Jeff in your life everybody needs a little more Jeff in their life go to his email at jeff at the CFO project.com. And then Jeff has been so cool and gracious um, with my listeners and with you today that he's offering a free gift and it's the CFO project.com slash money book. Um, and that's the new book that you and Adam just published right in yeah, August or September. Weeks. Yeah. September. It's not even three weeks old. Yeah. Well, we're recording the show guys, but yeah. yes, this is, is September 2020 is when they published the book. So the free gift is still available to you guys um, in the future. Uh, it's the cfoproject.com slash money book. And again, it just uh, share with everybody quickly what like what the book is about. Let's do that. Well, 
it, it, number one, we wrote it so you could read it in about an hour. But um, my kind of book. Well, yeah. We talk about the five steps, five steps to increase your cash flow. And we actually give you probably about 40 or 50 ideas on how to do it. And whether you hire us or not, like I said, our goal is just to help you. Yeah. So, um, and that's the springboard of, of understanding what we're doing and especially the, the revenue growth side, uh, um, how you, what your key metrics are. They're not just financial. Um, I'm using technical terms, but we wrote it so that almost any business owner can understand it. We really try to keep away from technical words so that we don't lose you. I love and, it. And, um, I, I think it's a good read. It's, it's, um, it's a good introduction and, Believe it or not, as obvious as some of these things are, the bigger question is, are you doing them? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing, knowing what to do and executing and doing are two very different things. Right. Right. Right? We all know how to eat healthy and yet we don't. So, right. Give me my Snickers. I know you, (laughs) I hear you, right? Uh, Grands for me, hundred grands for me. How funny are Kit Kats? You're so funny. Um, Guys, please, please check out Jeff. And if really, if you have questions, reach out to him directly, Jeff at the CFO project.com. Download the book, the CFO project.com. I can't speak today slash money book. And if you need a little more Connie in your life, again, I think you all do because I'm so great. I tease, I tease. Um, Check out my, I believe what you said. I love you. Jeff, I love you. We always have fun when Jeff and I get together. Um, Go to my website, WhitmanAssos.com. I have so much on there, guys. My books are on there. Um, Free resources. The show is on there. Uh, Podcasts I've been on. You name it, it's on my website. Um, I love giving free things away as well because I want to support you in your uh, growth of your business and the growth of you, the person, and of course, the growth of your sales and building those wonderful client relationships. Jeff, thank you again um, for being on and, and laughing with me. We always have such a nice time and sharing your wealth of knowledge and and wisdom with everyone I just think is lovely and wonderful and we really do need a little more Jeff Jeff's in the world so um, thank you so much for being on and taking the time I, I love my time thank with you, you. Connie. yeah it's you, always a pleasure I love your how genuine you are Aww. and that's why I love telling people about you mm, I love you too thank you so much um, so yeah check out Jeff check out me we're the dynamic duo today <laughs> and I really do hope that um, Jeff's tips and ideas and again that free gift that he's offering helps you guys figure out what that next step is you know uh, 2020 is going to look very 2021 is going to look very different than 2020 um, COVID is here to stay so start to really look at your numbers from the perspective that Jeff um, shared with you today and not just your financials that we're, we're going really about that cash flow so that you could work less make more and stress less and for me that's a win 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 all the way around so uh, Jeff again a pleasure um, thank, thank you my pleasure and thank you all for 
for joining me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that all of these little changes that my guests and I share are tips, strategies, and tools that we offer. Hopefully, they help you navigate your business, your growth, your career, whatever it is that you're trying to per- perfect's the wrong word, but trying to improve in your life and grow. Um, and and Jeff said it before. There's one thing we can be sure of in business, and that's change. So, ch- what do you need to change to become your greatest self? Thank you all. I wish you all a wonderful week and really, really open your minds to what's possible and listen to the show. Take notes, download the book that Jeff is offering um, and start to do something different. Maybe you can make more money in 2021. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Bye. Pleasure. Bye. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.